Well, we've gotten through the month of April with all of its big energy events, and now we're in the month of May. Can you believe we are in the fifth month of the year already? We have a new vibe, a new imperative, and a Mercury retro that's going to help us make powerful choices regarding our karmic connections. The themes for May are self-awareness, self-reliance, and self-confidence. We can make big transformation when we use what we've learned so far this year. Welcome to the May 2022 Energy Report. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. I always start my May energy reports, and I've been writing these energy reports since 2008, with a reminder that the month's name can be both a declarative and an interrogative. I may, or may I? And how we use the word may determines the path our lives take. If we're always asking for permission, may I? We'll spend a lot of time waiting for someone to agree with our course of action before we take action. But if we step into our energetic sovereignty and declare our intention, I may, we have to be willing to face the consequences of our actions if others disagree with us. Either way, self-awareness, self-confidence, and self-reliance are going to be important in navigating the month of May, where different choices, fresh starts, completion, and closure work together to create transformation. May begins with the echo of the April 30th new moon solar eclipse with its strong spiritual and healing signatures. This balance of spiritual wholeness and healing our areas of energy completeness is going to be a theme in May, and we'll find ourselves going back and forth between celebrating a victory and being reminded of its cost in terms of pain, suffering, and loss. No matter how well-intentioned, clear, or determined we are in our need to let go, move on, and start fresh, everything we let go of is accompanied by some degree of regret and a desire for a different outcome. Isn't this what we face with every transformation? To get something, we have to give up something else. We have to give up our desire to heal everyone to walk powerfully on our own path. We have to give up our expectations of love to let someone go who cannot love us that way. We have to give up our belief that anything can be transformed and everyone wants to have joy to free ourselves of the burden of feeling that we aren't entitled to joy when there are unhappy people in the world. Remember the old song, though April showers may come your way, they bring the flowers that bloom in May. 
Last month was tough, and there may have been a lot of tears and upset that will compel you to create a blooming transformation in May. What do you want to bloom in your life, and what part of the past can be composted to be used as fertilizer for your fresh start? Where I live in the southern part of the United States, we are just completing azalea season. Azaleas are these beautiful bushes that grow everywhere here. Every yard has azalea bushes and they bloom in early spring with the brilliant colors of fuchsia, bright pink, red, and white. But the blooms only last for a couple of weeks. And once they fade, they turn into this ugly brown mess on the plants. But guess what happens next? All the new leaves and all new, the new growth comes from the spent flowers. With each increase in self-awareness and clarity, we begin to see people as they are and not as we choose to see them or hope they can become. This means that some of the people in your life who you thought you were helping can become bothersome and annoying, especially those who are demanding, needy, and are never satisfied. Did this occur to you that maybe this is how they choose to be and to behave and it's their way of controlling and manipulating your energy? Now, if you've been listening to me for any period of time, I've talked about how people use behaviors, emotions to manipulate your energy, to make you respond to them, connect with them and engage with them in exactly the way they want you to. Think about who manipulates you, who is able to push your buttons, to trigger you, to get you to help them by calling forward certain emotions or displaying certain kinds of behaviors that you automatically respond to time and time again. It's tough to believe that some people enjoy being unhappy, but that's the truth. Some people are drama queens who enjoy creating drama, trauma, and chaos around them and the more people they can involve in their drama, the better. A few years ago, I wrote an article about an interesting phone call I received from a friend. This friend was calling me about a mutual friend, someone we both knew, and she was exasperated by her behavior. Now, I had stopped speaking to this mutual friend some time before because of her constant drama. My friend was telling me about every phone call is a new drama and she's so tired of giving advice that's never taken. When I mentioned that our mutual friend is probably addicted to the drama and won't change until people stop engaging with her or she gets tired of the drama, which probably isn't likely to happen very soon, there was a pause in the conversation. She then asked me if that's why I quit talking to her, and I said yes. I was also tired of frantic, tearful phone calls that happened several times a week and the endless request for advice that was never acted on. It didn't take me very long, because I recognized that energy, to change the subject when she brought up her drama, and when I wouldn't talk about the drama, she got angry with me, so I quit talking to her. At the time, our mutual friend, the one who'd called me to complain about this friend's behavior, said that I was mean, unkind, and unsympathetic. But she wasn't saying those things to me now, as she had also decided to end this connection. People who are addicted to drama are nourished and encouraged by the drama in their lives. They seek it out, create it, and thrive on it. When they ask others about their problems, all they really want to do is expand the drama, set themselves up as the victim, get pity, 
and manipulate other people's energy. They want to wallow in their drama. They don't want help to overcome it. This is their source of power. And it's important to understand that people who engage in drama, creating chaos and things like that, not only are they addicted to this kind of energy, this is what they feed off of. They thrive on creating chaos and drama around them. They thrive on getting people to react to them, to engage with them and upsetting everyone and creating general chaos everywhere they go. The only way to protect yourself is to get as far away from them as you can, especially energetically, by using strong energy boundaries. It's tempting to try to help them, but that isn't what they want. They want your attention, your time, and your energy. When they are ready to drop the drama, they'll find you. And until then, they will continue to create the drama-filled lives that they want and look for anyone who will participate in the drama cycles with them. Do you know anyone like this? I'm willing to bet that you do. You are probably getting tired of hearing the same stories, giving the same advice, and having them ignore it yet again while the drama continues. In May, you can start cutting those energy cords and letting go of the drama queens and kings in your life because these are men too. And this is going to be helped by a Mercury retrograde that starts on May 10th and it's in Gemini, a sign that Mercury rules. Now, we have three or four Mercury retrogrades every year. And retros of the past few years have been pretty tough. This month's Mercury retro in Gemini is going to give us an extra burst of energy to clear out those karmic issues, which is really important because of all the heavy duty spiritual action we've had, because Mercury and Gemini are the ruler and sign of karma. Everyone talks about Mercury as being you know, the smallest planet and it's just kind of sitting there and everyone overlooks Mercury. But how many times has Mercury retrograde messed with your life, with your schedule, interrupted travel plans, you've miscommunications, you have to do redos and do-overs after a Mercury retrograde. It doesn't have an insignificant effect. So Mercury retrogrades are important times for us to reconsider, renew, release, redo, rest and all of the rewords that mean take a pause think about it reconsider your options and sometimes even take a different path you may get a few karmic endings to bless your month of may and have the energy to finally let go and give yourself the gift of closure now while we tend to think that karma involves other people and they're the ones who need healing and transformation very often the karmic lesson is there for us. We are the ones who need to let go of the desire to heal and transform someone else, to show them the way and to let them live their lives the way they see is the truth for them. But when we've spent lifetimes with the same souls and soul groups, intent on and committed to their healing, it's hard to let go and even harder to give ourselves the gift of closure in these situations forever closing the door on that timeline so we can step onto another one. Even though we feel there's unfinished business that does not support our definition of closure, we need to shut the door and move on. 
Why do I call it the gift of closure? Because it is a gift that frees us from the ongoing energy drains of karmic cycles that we've been living with and through for lifetimes. It's a gift that we must give ourselves though, although we often think it's a gift that someone else gives us and then we wait for a long time for that gift to appear. What is closure? It's the closing down of an energy intention, a disconnection from an energetic imperative that we've given ourselves. The operative word in closure is close, which means to shut, end, terminate, and conclude. Closure is hard because we associate it with failure when we don't get the ending we believe should happen. It's the final step in any healing cycle, and it is absolutely necessary for the unconditional release of a karmic bond between us and someone else. Look for closure in May, and remember, it is probably not going to feel very good, but it is necessary to close those energy connections to have karmic resolution. Since mid-January 2022, all the planets in the zodiac have been direct, and there have been no retrogrades, which is rather unusual. Pluto went retro in the final days of April, and we have a Mercury retro this month. May is the final month this year that we see this direct motion, and frankly, I am glad to get some relief from all of the frantic activity. Look at everything that's happened in the world and maybe in your own life since January. With so much energy moving and density unveiled, the retroaction which starts in May and accelerates in June is going to be a relief. I have said we'll be seeing big changes starting this month and the retrogrades that begin now and continue through the rest of the year are going to be the catalyst for this. This is where May's themes of self-awareness, self-confidence, and self-reliance come into play. Self-awareness is being aware of your own energy and energetic sovereignty. Self-reliance is the state of being energetically congruent without the need for someone to fill your energy gaps, heal or fix you, or resolve your pain. And self-confidence refers to energetic integrity, where your alignment and integration create a seamless flow of manifestation. If that isn't how you're living your life, start exploring those aspects in May. The energy is there to support them. Also remember, we are still experiencing the 2021 Saturn-Uranus square and we'll have another long pass with that energy from September to mid-November 2022. This is a highly disruptive aspect and it's ushering in the 5D paradigms as it also dismantles 3D density. It's an aspect that literally rocks the boat and it's doing its work. Try to not get distracted by what appears to be going on in the world and remember that 3D disintegration creates chaos as part of the energy disruption. Eclipses come in pairs, so the April 30th new moon solar eclipse is followed by a full moon lunar eclipse on May 16th. This one's in Scorpio, and it reminds me of the lengthy Saturn and Scorpio retro we had from June to September 2015. You can go back and look at my energy reports in the enlighteninglife.com blog archives to find my writings about that. The 2015 articles are still there. I remember writing about that one because it seemed to go on forever and it was very challenging. 
This is also going to activate the highly spiritual energy we've had for the past two months with the big Pisces action of Jupiter, Venus, and Neptune that's going to further increase the amount of energy downloads we'll be receiving. If you're sensitive to energy, you may want to do some extra self-care around May 16th. And also, I post this often on my Facebook page, these big energy downloads really impact your pets and your young children. So if they're feeling extra needy or cranky or grumpy, or they want to be sitting on your lap or they're always around you, it's because they're having issues with these energy downloads. So give them a little bit extra love and care too. All these eclipses and activities bring back old cycles going back to 1957, 2003, and 2014 for these eclipses. What were you doing then that's coming up for review, release, reconsideration, and reflection now? What will you do differently today? It's not quite a do-over or like a chance to make different choices and apply some of that closure energy we have in abundance in May. Now, I've mentioned a few times the 1957 influence. And for those of you who are early light workers, early indigos, been born around the 1957, 1958, that kind of a, that, a range of years around there, you're the pioneers here. And there's some big changes coming up for you because it's time for you to take a different path, to reconsider the work you're doing, to start looking for the joy, and to maybe start avoiding some of the trauma you're going to know if this applies to you if you're looking at your life and really wanting to do something else you're really thinking about changing your life in some way maybe starting off on a different career path maybe doing something that nobody else expects you to do this is normal and if this is how you're feeling give it some thought give that energy some consideration allow your field of potential to open up be open to receiving information and guidance and insights about other potentials for your life and consider making them possible. You've worked hard and long, this not just in this lifetime, but in many lifetimes. And every situation, every soul mission, every portal keeper mission comes to a close eventually. For a lot of you, it's coming to a close now. So be open to even considering other options. You don't have to act on everything that comes to your mind, but think about it. Give it room to expand a little bit. Look at the potentials. Look at the different options. No one's going to judge you. There's no penalty for not continuing with the pain and suffering. We've been through enough of that already. It's time for us to move on into more joyful and joy-filled living. I can't forget to mention Jupiter's change of sign as it moves from Pisces to Aries on May 16th, coinciding with the lunar eclipse on that date. Now, Jupiter changes sign every year, briefly dipping into a new sign before retrograding for a few months. It's going to be in Aries for five months and then end the year in Pisces, completing the rare and highly spiritual aspect with Neptune that will not happen again until the year 2188. In spite of the rather dark and gloomy happenings are all around us, we have this rare spark of light to support our ongoing ascension path. And I also have to mention something at the end of the month that's going to inspire relationships, inspire romance and love and partnership. And please don't just limit this to romantic relationships. But we have a rather rare occurrence of Venus in Taurus and 
Mars and Aries. Now Venus rules Taurus and Mars rules Aries and they are going to be walking side by side. So each of them in their sign of rulership together at the same time following pretty much the same path is another rather rare occurrence. So think of the blending of the divine feminine and the divine masculine in the most perfect way. The synergy of male and female, divine male and divine female, working together, blending together, finding harmony on their path. That's going to happen in the last week of May. Can you believe we are already five months into 2022 and the chaos and darkness seem to increase daily with brief flashes of light? It's not a mistake or a punishment. The more darkness and density we become aware of is a sign of how much light is present. Not that the darkness and density are winning. Remember, light always overtakes the darkness and no matter how dark it is, the light always stands out. Try to focus on the light instead of what appears to be growing darkness. The only reason we can see the density and darkness in the world now is that we're no longer in that paradigm and have stepped off of that timeline. So keep the lights shining and use this month's energy to create fresh starts for yourself by first giving yourself the gift of closure. Close those connections to things that no longer serve you, that drain your time and energy, that are sources of suffering, and that you know now are not your responsibility. Set a new intention for your life. Be willing to give yourself the compassion, understanding, and benefit of the doubt that you so generously give to others. Joy is your purpose and divinity is your destiny. So focus on those and declare your energetic freedom and energetic sovereignty in May. Have a great month. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.